Hello, welcome to another episode of the Adelaide Entrepreneur Podcast. Here we are today with Stephen and Donna, both of us here today. While we're waiting to line up other guest speakers, we thought best to share some further thoughts from our journey of meeting people. And that journey is continuing on. We're up to now having conversations with 900 plus people. One of the things we get asked the most, especially from young people, when we talk to them is they ask the question, what advice would you give someone young like me starting out? And this is a question each and every one of us could ask ourselves. And the way we could ask that question of ourselves is, what are we doing now that our future selves would thank us for? So on this podcast, we're going to share how we now answer this question when that gets asked of us. From my perspective, there's two things that I tell people when I respond to that question. And the first one is, the first thing I would have told my younger self is that learning does not stop, especially when you finish university. From my perspective, my learning stopped when I finished university and I put the textbooks away. I never wanted to read ever again. Just to understand how important learning is, I just want to share a story about John Maxwell. John Maxwell is one of the most recognized experts on leaderships in the world. And when he was a young man back in the early 70s, he, I can't remember if he read it or heard it, but he heard or read Earl Nightingale say that if you do something for an hour a day every day in five years' time, you'll be an expert in that subject. So John Maxwell decided back in the early 70s, that he would study leadership for an hour a day. And he did that for five years and hasn't stopped. He's now one of the world's recognized experts in leadership and has written, from my understanding, 70 plus books on leadership. There are three ways that you can learn from our experiences. That is to read, to listen, or to associate. Read reading from a positive book about business, about mindset, and there's so many books today. Uh, we did a previous podcast that recommended some books. That would be a good one to listen to. Listen, listen to, to podcasts, listen to podcasts of successful people, listen to podcasts of people that have overcome challenges. Associate, associate with people that have gone further in life than you have. Or it might mean to disassociate with people. If you're currently associating with people that aren't conducive to you moving forward, then you might need to think about reassociating, so to speak. So they're the three ways that you learn. Read, listen and associate. And in fact, um, Charlie Tremendous Jones said the famous quote that I would have mentioned before, that you and I will be the same people today as we are five years from today, except for the books we read and the people that we associate with. So the key thing there I share with people is to develop daily habits around reading and listening. And it's not so much about how much you read and listen, but the consistency of what you read and listen. So even just start by reading a page a day and listening to a, a podcast, even just a minute a day, but do that consistently every day, right? And the key thing is develop that habit and then the amount that you do will increase. After learning, after reading, listening and associating, 
the next step that we had to do, now this is not something I normally share with people when they ask the question, but just to add some more depth to it, once you start reading and listening and associating, you'll get lots of information. Now wisdom comes from applying what you read and, and listen and learning from it. So wisdom can only come from experience, reading and listening and associating. You'll learn and gather information, but you need to take that information and apply it. Look at what happens and learn from it and, and reapply it. So I'll hand you over to Donna. Why, thank you. Okay, so I just, um, yeah, to answer the question of what am I doing now that, what was it, the question again? What am I doing? The question is, Sorry. <laughs> what advice would you give someone? No, no. What are we doing now that our future selves will thank us for? Yeah. Okay, sorry, I just forgot the wording. To answer that question, I actually... I actually looked at um, what would I tell my younger self if I could go back and speak to me when I was young, what would I say because um, that, that kind of brings me to the things that I'm doing now that I've learnt from, from asking myself that question. So um, the, the biggest thing that I would tell myself is be more open-minded and willing to learn because younger me was... Um, very self-opinionated, very closed-minded. You know, I knew everything, and and everybody else was silly. Um, so that that was younger me. So that's what I would tell myself: be more willing to learn and be open-minded, and to never stop learning and to seek knowledge and understanding, and to to actually seek out, you know, what can I learn that's going to grow me as a person, and what. I've found is when, when we seek to understand, which we talk about a lot from the book by Stephen Covey, when we seek to understand it actually removes judgment and criticism from our hearts because as human beings um, it, we, we naturally, we judge things that people say, we judge things that people do and, and I know looking back at younger me, when I'd have a conversation with somebody and they'd say something that that didn't didn't align with my thoughts or opinions or whatever it was I would immediately judge them and and that that's just um, you know it's a really closed-minded and it's a really fixed mindset kind of thing to do so so seeking knowledge and understanding is, is a great way to remove that judgment and criticism and and then we learn new ideas and perspectives from other people um, but when we learn, it's, it's a really important to choose our method of learning. So one thing I learned is that people who are older are not necessarily wiser because a lot of the time I think I based my, my opinions and thoughts and, and, and even thought things were true. If people, if someone that was older than me told me something, I just thought it was true. You know, like, it, yeah, if, if it sounded right. It was true. I didn't ever look at the facts or or do any kind of research. So the thing is, if, if we look at people, what people have achieved and what they're currently doing with their lives now, when they're telling us their, you know, their thoughts, their opinions, their learnings, their experience, if we can see the fruit on the tree, I guess is what I'm trying to say, then they're the kind of people we want to learn from, not just anyone's old opinion, because that's the sort of thing that I used to do is just, you know, someone would tell me their opinion and I'd be like, oh, yeah, and then, then you go share it with other people and it's not even the truth. So definitely look at, look at what 
where your information is coming from um, and, and find out if it's, it's truth or just or opinion. Um, and read, read. Reading is so important. Um, just the same as Stephen, I stopped reading for years and years because, you know, I didn't have time to read and what was reading going to help me with? And, but what I found in the last five years is that it's literally a book about everything. There is no excuse for ignorance, none at all. There's, um, and I remember meeting a young lady once that said this, and I thought this saying was amazing. She said, ignorance is expensive. And I thought, do you know what it really is? And, and the sad thing is um, that this particular lady let somebody else's ignorance influence her and, and she missed a wonderful opportunity. So not just our own ignorance, um, but other people's ignorance too can influence us. So we really need to be um, diligent with with doing our own research and reading and and being um, being careful where we get our information from. Um, now this was a big one for me, a big learning for me, and I'm still working on this one. Listen more and talk less. We have two ears and one mouth, and there's a reason for that. Um, I know that in the past I, I would have missed a lot of opportunity, a lot of a lot of things that I could have learnt. Um, by just talking over other people and, and not really paying attention but you know that thing where someone's telling us something and they'll say a sentence and we immediately think of an experience we've had so the whole time we're just thinking when they stop speaking I'm going to tell them about my experience and we miss everything they say um, so definitely that's something I've worked on and getting a lot better at and um, when we talk more we miss opportunities to learn um, and so another thing, oh, most definitely that um, that I do now that that makes me just just gives me more and more happiness every day is being grateful. Gratitude is a wonderful cure for self pity, um, you know, and and this is something I've been working on, you know, for a while now too. If I'm having a bad day or I start to feel sorry for myself. I, I turn that around and I immediately start speaking about no. I have so much to be grateful for and our journey of meeting people every day has helped me so much with that because we've met some absolutely amazing people that have overcome incredible challenges and, and they're just still the most happy and grateful people alive and that, that for me is just, you know, it, it, it just tells me that I, I really have nothing to complain about. I have nothing to feel sorry for myself. You know, everyone has bad days, but gratitude is a wonderful cure for, for self-pity, for bad days, for, for anything. You know, just whenever you're having a bad day, think about other people and what they're going through. And I, I had a, a neighbour many, many years ago, a wise old man who used to say to me, you don't have to look too far to find someone that's worse off than you. And then that's really true. So, so gratitude is definitely something that's worth developing in yourself. Um, so another thing I've learned is be careful with my words. Um, and and I, I practice this all the time. Um, we, we can never take back the words that we say. We, we need to be very careful what we say to people and, and also to ourselves. But we've got this great little, um, little poster stuck to our wall that, that reminds us, and, and I think this is a really great thing. It says, before you speak, 
let your words pass through three gates. Is it true? Is it necessary? And is it kind? And if the answer is no to any of those questions, don't say it because we can't take back things that we say. And you know, everything we say that's negative or hurtful or, or anything like that, you know, is, is, is going to affect somebody and ourselves. So, so be careful, be careful with your words. And, and the last thing I'll say um, that I, I just think is so, so critical um, and, and something I struggled with for a long time because I, I did have that fixed mindset of this is the way I am, I was born this way, I can't change, um, you know, I'm just stuck with being the person that I am. And that, that was one of the biggest lies that I ever told myself and I'm so glad that, that I discovered the truth. The truth is that everything we do is a choice. We have the power to choose every word we speak, every action we take, and, and every thought we have. Um, and, and another great saying that I like that, that someone said once, feelings are good indicators, but terrible dictators. That's right, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, our feelings indicate, okay, yeah, this is what I'm feeling right now. You know, I might be feeling angry because of something that happened. Does that mean I, I have the right to go and, you know, punch someone in the face or, or, or do something silly like that? No, it doesn't. Um, it just means I need to, to sit down and, and get a hold of my thoughts and, and, and I can choose to, okay, look, that made me angry, but do you know what? Anger doesn't serve anybody or anything. So, you know, I, I can choose to, to calm down and, and think properly about what's going on and make a choice of what am I going to, how am I going to respond rather than react. And so, so never let my feelings dictate my actions. If we, if we blame other people or circumstances for our actions, we're giving away our power to choose and we are becoming a victim. Everything we do, say and think is a choice. Um, so that, that's um, a lot of the thoughts that I've had. There's, there's so many more, but I'll leave it to, to those and okay. uh, hand back to Stephen. Thank you. So the second thing I tell people when they ask me, what advice would you give someone young like myself starting out? I say, look back and the, one, the second thing I'd really want to tell my younger self is to get clarity around what I want, to, what I want my life to be like. Because right? during school, we get asked the question, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to do? It's like, you know, what do you want to do? An engineer or electrician? It turns out that that's the wrong question. Now, the question that we really should have been asked is, what, the question that should have been asked is, what do you want your life to look like if you could design it to be exactly how you want it? And then work towards making this happen, which is a completely different question than what do you want to do? What do you want your life to be like? So I do share with people, if, if they're in the, the same thinking, that the same guy that um, suggested to Donna and I that we read and strongly suggests we read, he also suggested strongly that we get clarity around what it is that's important in our life and what we see our life being like. And what he suggested to us was an, an exercise to help us develop, I guess, a blueprint for our life. And I'll share that exercise with, with you guys today. Um, you know, some people will do this, some people won't do it, um, but it's an exercise to get clarity in your life. 
And the exercise simply was, and this is where most people will fall down, he said, um, find an hour or two where you can get rid of all outside influences. You know, put the telephone aside, um, you know, put the computer away, get away from your, your, your spouse or your wife or your family and sit by yourself somewhere, whether it be inside, outside in a park, with a blank sheet of paper and a pen. And for an hour or two, an hour at least, continually ask yourself the questions, what do you want to do in your life? What do you want to be in your life? And what do you want to have in your life? And write down whatever comes in your mind. There's two things here. The reason it takes an hour or two is because the things that you really do want to be, do or have are deep down inside of you and over time they'll come out. And as you start to think of things, your mind will play tricks on you. Like, for example, you'll think of something and you'll go, oh man, I, can, I, I, don't, I can't do that, I don't have the money to do that. Well, then, then just overcome that and just write it down. The, the, the task here is just to write down what do you want to do, be or have, not about whether you can achieve it or not. And people sometimes ask, how many things should I write down? And the answer there would be, aim to write down 101. Right? There's a reason why the chicken soup, chicken soup for the soul books are 101. Right? And the reason in this case is, by the time you get, right, you'll be able to easily write down goals initially, but when you, when you think you've written them all down and you've still got to get to 101 you'll start thinking of crazy ideas right and your mind will just go crazy just write them all down so at the end of that hour or two and you've have all that written down the next step is to put that aside somewhere and not look at it for a couple of days then two days later pick out that list put it on a table and then go through each line that you wrote down and ask yourself the question why and in a couple of, couple of words or a short sentence, write down, why do I want that? Whatever that is. And ask yourself the question for every single one of the things that you've written down. And if you can't answer why to anything you've written down, then just put a cross through it. So at the end of that, you've got a list of, of, of things you want to do, be or have, and a reason why. And the reason the why is so important is if you don't have a motive attached to something that you want, then when the going gets tough, you'll just stop. Right? So the emotive's important. Then once you have that list, then the next step is to go, okay, for everything I've written a why next to, do I think that's a, a one-year goal, a five-year goal, a 10-year goal, or a rest-of-life rest goal? So allocate next to each of them, whether it be a year, five year, 10 year, rest of life goal. And that, that exercise, when you've done it, will give you some idea of a blueprint for your life at the moment. Right? As you learn and develop yourself, that may change, but it gives you a starting point now. And then the next trick is, which will be different for all of us, is what steps are you now going to take to work towards what you've written down? Right? So thought we'd just share that with you today um, and in the near future we'll have more people back doing podcasts for us but in the meantime we're happy to share what we've learned from our journey. Hope you have a wonderful day. This is the Thursday before Easter so 
I hope you guys have a wonderful Easter, whether you hear this before or after. See ya. Bye.